I was just watching the latest. Well, the latest video posted to my Twitter feed, which is from Steven Crowder, who's a comedian, political pundit. He has a show that's on and off YouTube because he keeps getting banned from YouTube. Then he cries that he's been banned from YouTube. And then he begs to get back on YouTube. And then he gets back on YouTube. And then he's all excited. And he tells everybody how wonderful it is that he's on YouTube. And then he makes this video that says, oh, well, hey, we're back on we're back on YouTube, but we could be banned at any time. But it's just so much fun to upset the liberals. And I mean, I can really relate to it there. Because I agree. It is really fun to upset the liberals. But w- the way I would describe it is that it's a lot more fun to just say whatever you want and then <laughs> witness the destruction in the wake of your own freedom of speech. But really, I mean, I'm not on YouTube. I won't go back to YouTube unless Elon Musk buys it. But I do remember saying that we should be cautious, apprehensive, skeptical about who Elon Musk is. And I hate to pat myself on the back, but it looks that we were looks like we were right. I know some of you agreed with me. Elon Musk is not the white knight. Or may not be the white knight superhero that we're all hoping he is slash was. So far, I know I know there's many external factors. Influencing the decisions that he's making at Twitter. But Alex Jones isn't coming back. He's already put his foot down firmly in the propaganda camp. And I, I mean, I get it. I understand why. I mean, the, the, the big news over the weekend or, or one of the biggest stories is that Elon Musk gave Donald Trump his Twitter account back. And good for him, I guess. Although Donald Trump's already said that he's not coming back to Twitter. He'd be a big chump if he, I mean, a lot of people would think that he was a big, a big chump. If he did return to Twitter, even though he said he never would. Although I think. The rabid fan base wouldn't care. They'd explain it away, make make all kinds of excuses. Although, one thing I should acknowledge, um, I did learn a little bit more. My intelligence has grown. The amount of information that I keep inside of my head has increased. And I think I'm changing my position on Donald Trump a little bit. I'm going a little pro, a little more pro Trump, I think, because I recently learned that there was a proposal for a 10 day audit that was struck down largely in part because of Mitch McConnell. See, he saw this opportunity to take power. 
over the 2020 election situation when the House impeached Donald Trump because of his statements that he made on January 6th. And never mind all of the tweets that he made on his account on January 6th. Like, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Wow, he tweeted a lot, didn't he? Ten, ten tweets on January 6th. Let's just, you know what, let's just take a stroll down memory lane. Trump's first tweet from January 6th, 2021. Sleepy eyes Chuck Todd is so happy with the fake voter tabulation process that he can't even get the words out straight. Sad to watch. And then the uh, the Twitter tag. This claim about election fraud is disputed. Find out more. Next tweet. On January 6, 2021. States wanted to correct their votes, which they now know were based on irregularities and fraud, plus corrupt process never received legislative approval. All Mike Pence has to do is send them back to the states and we win. Do it, Mike. This is a time for extreme courage. Next tweet, in all caps. (laughs) He's, He's shouting. The Republican Party, and more importantly, our country, needs the presidency more than ever before. The power of the veto. Stay strong. Next tweet. They just happened to find 50,000 ballots late last night. The USA is embarrassed by fools. Our election process is worse than that of third world countries. Next tweet. The states want to redo their votes. They found out they voted on a fraud. Legislatures never approved. Let them do it. Be strong. Next tweet. Even Mexico uses voter ID. Followed by, these scoundrels are only toying with the at Senator David Perdue, a great guy, vote. Just didn't want to announce quite yet. They've got as many ballots as are necessary. Rigged election. So he's referring to the David Perdue election. The next tweet is a video of him at the Capitol or at his his Capitol speech, I should say. Yeah, you know, the one where he told everyone to go over and insurrect. Following tweet, this is when it gets when it starts getting juicy. Please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. Next tweet. I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. Then three more tweets before he was banned. January 7th, another video telling people to be peaceful. January 8th, the 75 million great American patriots who voted for me, America first, and make America great again, 
will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form. Final tweet. To all of those who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th. And I think it's safe to say that'd be the last. That'll be the last Donald J. Trump tweet. I don't know. If if Donald Trump said, I'm no longer returning to Twitter, and then had his, his account restored, then Elon Musk restores all the accounts, except, I mean, the, the criminal accounts of people that have broken the law then I could see Donald Trump returning to Twitter because it truly has become a free speech platform as, as it sits now. It's not, it's not a free speech platform. And I will point to Alex Jones account still being suspended as the reason it's not a free speech platform. Elon Musk repeated the narrative Oh, Alex Jones profited on the deaths of, of, you know, children and the Sandy Hook and blah, 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 blah. Okay, but what about the people that deny 9-11? Are all their accounts being banned? I don't think so. How is that? How is that different? First of all, the fact that Elon Musk is making this claim just is a statement to his ignorance and and. Perhaps he's not really ignorant in that matter. There's a lot of data to go into, so I wouldn't, I I should say I don't expect him to know all the ins and outs of that case. That being said, if you're going to ban an account, stand behind the banning of the account and say that account will never return. Don't you think you should avail yourself to all of the minutia involved in that case and the story and, and all of the information and the facts of what actually happened rather than just regurgitating the leftist media narrative who hates Alex Jones. They hate him with a passion. They hate him so much Because he's been so right about so many things. But Elon Musk is content to just toe the company narrative line. And say, oh, he's never coming back because he profited off of the deaths of children. And what a, what a dramatic, what a, what a drama queen. I mean, he wants to talk about disinformation. Like, that's pretty hardcore disinformation right there. In fact, no, I'm not going to do it. I was going to call Elon Musk out, tell him that he needs to educate himself before he makes decisions on permanent bans or even restoring accounts that had previously been banned. But I don't really think that uh, he isn't aware I think he's doing what he has to do to keep Twitter afloat, to keep Twitter profitable. I mean, the guy spent $44 billion on this thing. And now he's learning that 
there is a lot more. I mean, just like Donald Trump, Donald Trump thought he was going to roll into Washington, D.C. and drain the swamp in less than four years and it was all going to be hunky dory. But we didn't know. We didn't know how deep the swamp was and Elon didn't know how deep the swamp at Twitter was. And that's why he keeps laying people off and, and he continues to tell them, oh, by the way, your badges don't work, so don't come into the office because you won't be able to get in there. And he's doing this because of all the bad actors that had been at Twitter, well, not necessarily at Twitter, but working at Twitter, affecting Twitter policy, and their plans to sabotage him, to sabotage the platform, to pull this some kind of, oh, well, if I can't work here, no one can. And how fitting. I mean, how, how fitting that that would be the, be, uh, the behavior of these leftist snowflakes. It's actually kind of poetic. I have to share this toy. I'm going to smash it. I have to share this baby. I'm going to cut it in half. The Twitter story is much more interesting in reality than it is on the news. I don't know. It's the news. I think the news is so boring because of all the consolidation. What's the line there? Uh, the six, six entities control a hundred percent of the information. Yeah, well, that's that's why one of the top stories in the Republican sphere now is that Kevin McCarthy is going to uh, uh, he's going to ban or remove or whatever terminology you want to use these. Uh, well, I I kind of I know I kind of overuse this word on this show, but uh, he's going to remove all the scumbag. Democrat committee members from their committees. And I guess it's a start. But I think there's so many more important things to focus on. I have this article from the conservative brief that kind of lays it out. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy said that if elected speaker, he will remove Democratic reps Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell, and Elon Omar from congressional committees for past conduct. During an interview on Fox News with host Maria Bartiromo, McCarthy spoke about Republicans winning back control of the U.S. House in the midterm elections. McCarthy, who appears poised to be nominated as the speaker, said he will honor his promise to boot the three controversial Democrats. So it's, uh, it's, it's campaigning. He's saying, if elected, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And it's all, it was very interesting they held the House secret vote to elect the Speaker. And they do it in secret because they don't want to risk the wrath of whichever political candidate they voted for or didn't vote for, I should say, in this situation. Because we saw this, a similar situation happen in the Senate that didn't conduct a secret vote when... Mitch McConnell was challenged by Rick Scott for Senate Majority Leader. 
Rick Scott was immediately removed from his committees for not supporting Mitch McConnell. Because Mitch McConnell, as we've learned, only can, can, uh, cares about control and having power. It doesn't matter who he has to side with to get that power. Unfortunately, it seems that Kevin McCarthy isn't much better. Quote, Congressman, let me ask you about your decisions should you become the Speaker of the House in January. What are you going to do in terms of these Democrats that you have on such important committees? You've talked in the past about removing Ilhan Omar. You've talked about removing Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell. Will you deliver? Bartiromo asked McCarthy. Yes, I will. I'll keep that promise. And one thing I've said from the very beginning, Eric Swalwell cannot get a security clearance in the public sector. Why would we give him a security clearance in the secrets of America? So I will not allow him to be on Intel. And Eric Swalwell, he was the uh, congressman that was busted having a sexual affair with a Chinese spy. You have Adam Schiff, who had lied to the American public time and time again. We will not allow him to be on the Intel Committee either. Look, Congresswoman Omar, her anti-Semitic comments that have gone forward, we're not going to allow her to be on the foreign affairs. But we're also going to stand up to what's happening, not just in the halls of Congress, but what's happening to our higher education institutions, the anti-Semitism that's going on on these campuses and others. We'll investigate that as well and stop this to make sure that America does have the freedoms that we said we would keep and we would stand up to it as we move forward, McCarthy declared. No words on impeachment, and I can't really blame him because it'll just be a partisan game in the same way the Donald Trump impeachment was. All the Democrats voted with the Democrats, all the senators voted with the senators, and nothing happened. This time around, if impeachment moves forward for Joe Biden, all the Republicans will vote with the Republicans. The articles of impeachment will be sent to the Senate where he will be acquitted and nothing will happen. So it would be nice to have McCarthy come out and talk about things like the DOJ. He has plans to go visit the border, and I'm not sure what he's hoping to accomplish there. It's been said that there will be no money for the 87,000 IRS agents, that there will be no money for this special counsel that Merrick Garland appointed over the weekend, this corrupt scumbag who's had his cases turned over by the Supreme Court because of questionable prosecutorial evidence that was used to basically sick the IRS on these Tea Party organizations and nonprofits that we're guilty of disagreeing with the powers that be. This is the man that Merrick Garland has appointed to be special counsel to investigate Trump for anything that they can come up with to investigate. Yet Kevin McCarthy comes out and says, well, we're going to kick Elon Omar off of her foreign affairs committee. And that's not nothing. Elon Omar, in her time on the foreign affairs committee, has created a lot of emphasis on giving aid to foreign countries. And look at how much aid we've given to foreign countries in that time. 
I don't know. I'm thinking about the, uh, oh, what, like 80 billion, 100 billion, kajillion that we keep sending over to Ukraine. I won't be disappointed to see Kevin McCarthy put a stop to that. But he's not speaker. He just won the support from the majority of Republicans in a secret vote. And Republicans, civilian Republicans, America first Republicans don't want to support McCarthy. They don't want to support McConnell. But the establishment is still in control. And they're going to do whatever they have to do to remain in control, even if that means siding with Democrats and funding Republicans in their races when they might as well be Democrats themselves. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Please share this show. I rely on you spreading the word to be successful. I'll be back. Goodbye. Goodbye.